I see that you tried to kill me in there when you was adjusting the headsets. Oh, did I? Yes, you. I was about ready to come over and smack your hand because I saw what you was doing. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Lost in the Long Box for Wednesday, March 29th. Um, it is March, right? Yes, this is what happens when you work from home for two solid weeks. You start losing track of days. Um, I'm your host, Randall. Mar March 25th, my friend. March Is it 25th? It's the 25th, yes. Okay, well, see? That's what I told you. And that's what day it was. It says March 25th. Memory's the second thing that goes. Um, so, uh, I'm your host, Randall. I've got my co-host. Tommy. Uh, Madman working the boards. Enos is on his way. Um, so, before we actually get into the, the full program here, we do have a new sponsor here with Lost in the Long Box, uh, Gateway Comics and Toys. If you're in the Fredericksburg, Stafford, and Spotsylvania area here in Virginia, um, that is our local comic shop. And here with us now, um, Olivia with Gateway Comics and Toys. Olivia, how are you doing? I'm good. How's everybody else? Fantastic. Fantastic. So tell us what came out today, Olivia. Um, there's a lot of good stuff this week. The big things that everybody has been trying to get their hands on are related mostly to X-Men comics. Um, obviously, with the dawn of X titles that came out, there's been a lot of new content, a lot of new stories. It's all relating back to everybody's favorite like, nostalgic X-Men stories. So Hellions, number one, that came out. It is part of the um, aftermath of dawn of X. Basically, it's what happens when they pulled all of the mutants into the new safe haven. I won't spoil anything so far, um, but just think of, like, what's the new bizarre X-Men team-up? And uh, think more along the lines of Psylocke and joining Mr. Sinister rather than your classic X-Men team. Then you also have Wolverine number two. Number one came out last month, um, but it's your classic Wolverine story. He's just put in a very weird situation now that they're in this new type of paradise. Um, but it's basically the fact that, you know, he has everything he finally wanted, but now things are starting to go wrong. So he has everything he wanted, but now it's everything he could lose. Um, there's also a new Star Wars title out again, Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Number one came out last month, but number two is back. It's a fantastic story. If you are a fan of the Mandalorian TV show at all on Disney+, Plus, um, I would definitely check out this because it's basically all the Bounty Hunter lore that you've been looking for. Fantastic. So those are the three big ones this week. Awesome. Uh, what? Uh, how about some hot books or hot titles that people are passing on that you've got there that you want to tell people about? Anything Star Wars right now is fantastic. They rebooted the big Star Wars series. Um, it ended in like the 70s, and now it's issue 70, excuse me. Um, now they rebooted it. There's one version that's from Luke's perspective. Um, that's the regular storyline, Star Wars, right after the Empire Strikes Back happens. So basically you find out what's going through his head after he finds out that Vader's his father. It's amazing. It's, it's filling in every single hole that you've been missing. Now on the flip side of that, they also have an issue, um, a new series, Darth Vader, that comes from Vader's perspective. And it has a huge twist that I also won't spoil, but that's been amazing. We have copies of all of it in the store right now. What was that again? I might have to pick that up myself now. Darth Vader. So there's um, Star Wars Darth Vader, and then there's just the regular Star Wars storyline. Okay, great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and you got any specials we can tell our listeners about? Something that they uh, might want to come in for? We don't have any sales on the store going on right now. We are doing delivery and curbside pickup um, with everything going on. We're also offering shipping domestically into military bases across the world. Um, we always offer a military and first responder discount, and we're also extending that to doctors and nurses during this time as well to thank everybody for all their services um, and everything they're doing to help everybody in the world right now. 
Fantastic. Good deal. So, all right, go ahead, give our listeners a, a yell. Where can they reach you guys? Um, address, phone number, website? So, our address is 2368 Plank Road, Fredericksburg, Virginia, 22401. We're located over in the shopping center um, off of Route 3, where Gold's Gym is. You can give us a call at 540-621-9274. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, everything's just tagged under Gateway Comics and Toys. And our email is sales, S-A-L-E-S, at gatewaycomicsandtoys.com. Great. And guys, remember, Libby to say they are doing shipping. Hey, thank you very much for joining. We'll want to talk to you next week, all right? All right. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stay safe. Alrighty, so that was our new sponsor, Gateway Comics and Toys by Olivia Clink Clink. Um, so, how was everyone's weekend? That's pretty good, all things considered. All things considered, you say that as if something bad just happened. Well, no, nothing bad happened, but I mean, you know, you got the virus looming over your head and oh, everything right. like that. Exactly. Maybe looming over your head, not looming over my. So, uh, you're working from home, I'm working from home. Yeah. Uh, this is actually week two for me. I don't think you started till like Friday, right? I actually started officially. Month uh, this week, Monday. Okay. So um, we we went to work. I went to work on Thursday, and got a message while I was at my house. Don't come in tomorrow. So I basically Friday was set bent making sure I could get into all my systems in order to work, and that was it. That's all I did. <laughs> so I actually officially started doing my job. Quit from home the table on on a Monday. This this past Monday. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of someone who's worked from home um, occasionally once a week, and now have have to done it the last two weeks. I got to tell you, I'm getting a little cabin fever, and it's only two weeks in, so. All right. I will tell you this. I think this is the most incredible experience (laughs) of my life. I I am loving it. I have never had a job where I worked from home before, and this is absolutely amazing. It is just me, the dog, and the cat, and I am loving life. Well, and what it proven was that our company can actually work from home, so you might see a big increase of that happening. I would like, I hope so. I, I truly hope so. All right, sweet. Let us get to the news items. Boy, we do have a lot of news. We have and some unfor- Unfortunately, it is all, at this point, related to um, coronavirus. Um, so the big one here, if you guys haven't read this, Diamond Comics distributors have announced this week that it plans on suspending new orders of comic book shipments to its warehouse. Um, of course, now, before everybody out there starts yelling and screaming at Diamond, you have to remember, um, everything's out of their hands. Um, the publisher in Canada is closed. Their warehouse is closed. Their offices in Maryland is closed. So it's not like there's anybody there to actually process or print or take anything. So, And let's face it, whether we like it or not, comic books aren't essential. Right. So, uh, And I don't remember... Uh, when they said they'll pick back up again or when. Um, I will tell you, on our Facebook page for um, facebook.com slash Lost and Long Box, I linked the full article where Steve Jeppe's full um, statement is on there. So go ahead and read that. Um, my only problem is, is I, I am afraid that that is going to hurt a lot, a lot of the brick-and-mortar stores. Yeah, well, especially if um, the digital copies of these books are continued to be released. Right. That's going to really, really hurt them. Well, uh, well, see, here's the thing. I've also read that a lot of the publishers have told the creators, stop working. Don't, yeah. don't make any new, any new material. Which I think is probably the way to go. Right. Uh, so I do want to point out to you guys, uh, yeah, it's bad that we're not going to get any new books for a while. I think we got at least two more weeks coming of new books because um, mm-hmm. they've already been committed and printed, what have you. But 
do not abandon your stores just because there's there's no new product. If you're spending thirty or forty or fifty dollars a week on new books, go into your comic shop if they're open or call them up. Buy the back issues, buy trades, still spend the money every week that you're going to spend anyway. They'll appreciate it and you'll have more to read. Yep, support your local store. It's a tough time for everybody. It's re- it's going to be really tough for a store like a comic book store that doesn't really make a lot of money anyway. Right. Um, in fact, Diamond also said that they're not going to be accepting new product from comic publishers. Um, and so cutting back on that as well, um, IDW Publishing has announced they're going to be um, cutting back on their, their new titles as well. Um, but a uh, couple of good things. Dynamite Publishing and Comicology are now offering free number ones of Dynamite's books. There you go. Um, so if you go out there, I think they're including uh, Train Called Love, Ash and the Army of Darkness, Betty Page, Charlie's Angels versus Charlie's Angels versus the Bionic Woman. Go figure. There's an odd title. Yeah. Um, Control Crackdown. Sounds down. intriguing enough that I might want to check it out. Right. Deja Thoris to Mars, um, X-Con, Grand Passion. A lot of number ones by Dynamite being offered out there from Comicology. And in <clears throat> going hand-in-hand hand with that, you know, Comicology was offering a 30-day free subscription. They've upped mm-hmm. it to 60 now. Oh, wow. I, I actually uh, took advantage of that 30-day subscription at one point. I ended up canceling it because between that, Marvel, you know, Marvel Unlimited and... My, the new stuff I was buying from the stores, it was just comic overload. Um, but they have a lot of good stuff on there that, you know, the, that the, the, their basic Prime membership that you can read for free and right. everything. They, there's a lot of good stuff. They had, uh, I think, pretty much every G.I. Joe f- trade paperback from Marvel. And, oh, wow. Yeah, it was, was, on their, was on their free reading list if you signed up for the, for the monthly membership. That's one of the reasons why I did it. I wanted to read some of those old G.I. Joe books. Oh, great. Fantastic. Uh, so let's see. Um, awesome Con. We sadly just got word today they have postponed that till December. December the 11th. Uh, I was really, really hoping that um, the majority of the score would be oh, scare would be over and done with by mid-April because we were going to Awesome Con um, and we it was actually we had media passes. I was looking forward to covering the show. Now I got to wait till December. I would like to think we're still going to have our media passes. We, we will still have them. I actually just need to contact her and say, "Hey, is all your media guests going to have to reapply, or is our passes going to still apply?" Then we're just going to be waiting several months. I was getting my fedora with the word "press" to stick in it. Fedora. So, yeah. Oh, look nice. like an old nineteen, you know, thirties <laughs> press guy. All right. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, so. This one, we do have some comic book news, something that I read today. Apparently, Marvel recently announced that the Infinity Stones are going to be returning in their summer event of Infinite Destinies. Uh, and I, like everybody else, and even the article I read is asking, where did they go? Yeah, I didn't realize they were gone. <laughs> and appa- well, apparently, nobody else did either. Wow, okay. <laughs> so there's that. Yes, so I guess there's a series of eight annuals that's going to cover where they all went. So, like... Um, it looks like Star is going to have an annual, which I've been. I picked up issue three of Star today, which just came out. I have. I've read one and two. I have not got issue three yet. One and two started. This theory started out pretty good. I, I've enjoyed it so far. What did you think of uh, when it revealed who the villain group was at the end of it? Maybe I'm a little bit further behind. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. There yes. You go. Oh, okay. It took me a minute there. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. She's right. got a reality stone. They're after the Infinity right. Stones. Well, tell everybody who it is because now I forgot. It's uh, Thanos's. What, what are they? The Black the, Order. The, the Dark Order. The, the Black Dark Order. Order. Yes. I want to call them the Dark Order. I don't because of wrestling. So. Well, what's really great is the way they find is uh, 
you see them disguised as just everyday Joes in his apartment, and you scratch your head going, who the hell are these guys? Right, and then they, <laughs> in the final page, they show you, you know, who they actually are. It's like, oh, wow, right. business is going to pick up for Star. Well, and I really love the fight with her and Scarlet Witch in the second issue, where she's basically Well, she says, her, don't make me angry. You are messing up my magic. She's like, I don't really care. Like, I'm not the person you want to piss off. And, and then Scarlet Witch shows her just how powerful she is. She's like, look, you don't seem to understand. I've been going easy on you. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what something a lot of people don't understand. Is she's one of the one of the heavy hitters in the Marvel universe. Sometimes people seem to forget that. Right. Well, I mean, with, with with like one sentence, she got rid of half the mutants in the world. Say, but you also have to remember, according to Avengers Disassembled by Brian Michael Bendis, there's no such thing as chaos magic. Right. There's not. It's all because of her mutant power. Right. Because Doctor Strange came forward and said, "I've," which I always thought was funny that Doctor Strange was like, "I've let her live with that illusion for years, but it's time you all uh, realize there's no such thing as chaos magic." That was a bombshell. Because remember, you're like, "Oh my god!" Because he even <laughs> says, "I'm the Sorcerer Supreme." Don't you think I would know? <laughs> all right, uh, you got any more news items? Where the hell is Enos? I, I was just thinking that myself. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, nothing's happened to him. Um, Wonder Woman has been moved back to August. Oh yes, it has. August. Uh, I want to say. 14th. August? August 14th. Crap. Okay. August 14th. So it's been moved as a result of our, our good friend, the virus. Yes. Uh, I, I know it was supposed to be June, but move back to August. Wow. That move back to August. That's yeah. huge. It's, okay. That's a shame. I mean, it's got to wait even longer. Because this is now, the what, the third time this movie's been moved or the second? Second. Second. It was originally supposed to come out. Um, we were supposed to get it last in, year. In the we? fall, and they moved it back. And I don't remember why they moved it back in the fall. There was a, a marketing reason, I want to say. Anyhow, let's get to some show and tell. Our yep, favorite part. let's go ahead. Go so, ahead. we're going to start with what the Madman brought. Um, this, You know what? This is actually a great cover. Oh, why don't I share it? So, again, from the, the era of DC's Dollar Comics, World's Finest number 246. I didn't realize that I had moved the table and that had ran. Yeah, yeah, we had the table there for a reason. Come on, man. Well, I have to reach across the. You know the camera's way too low, too, right? I'll start fixing it here in a second. Go ahead uh, and start talking about it. So yeah, world's world's finest number two forty six. I love this cover because it's got uh, obviously the Kal-El we know and another Superman. Um, those are kryptonite chains holding him in place. You catch that? Yeah. Gonna let Madman fix the camera there. There we go. There we go. Awesome. That's a good one. So, Madman, what did you tell us about this issue? Because I, ha I haven't read this one. I wasn't a World's Finest fan either, so. I haven't read it either. Yeah, he hasn't read it either. I just love the cover. That is a great cover. I'm betting that's the Earth 2 Superman, maybe? Uh, well, hang on. I can't tell because you can't really see the S on his chest. No. Um, the S on his cape doesn't look like the Earth 2 no, Superman. No, it doesn't. But remember, that was a common tactic on the covers back then. It could be the Earth 2 Superman in the book itself, but they didn't portray it on the cover. Yeah. Um, so that is a really good cover, though. Um, that's Green Arrow in the background, right? Green Arrow. I've got Vigilantia there somewhere. Is that the... Uh, let me pull it up. Oh, and I'm sorry. That's Batman in the cover. Oh, Vigilantia. Batman and Wonder Woman in the background. Right. Um, I'm really trying to... All right, so it says, Superman, this awful secret you've been keeping for years, that is not the Earth 2 Superman because that would have implied something else. Yeah. I'm almost willing to bet this is the Earth Prime Superman. I think they did a, a bit with that before we got Superboy Prime. Maybe. Um, I will have to go Google this. I have not read this. I haven't read a lot of the world's finest. If only you brought a laptop with you. 
Hey, Tommy, why don't you Google the world's finest 246 here and tell us what the storyline is. Um, <laughs> he's actually doing it. So while Tommy's doing that, um, I'll go ahead and show mine, even though I think I win this week. Um, I have, i got to tell you, I've, I've never read this book. I just have always dug this character, um, and I finally jumped at getting one of these. Uh, showcase number 79 the first appearance of Dolphin, who is actually a love interest of Aquaman very early on, but this is a CGC-graded um, 7.0 copy, as you can see there. Um, by the way, I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show. I'm sure there's people listening going, what the hell, what the hell? Um, we live stream this on YouTube as well, um, so that's why we are doing a show and tell. Uh, I'm reminding you every week, if you're listening to us um, on the podcast, we love that. That's fantastic. But please go back and check the YouTube links because we do these little show and tells every week. Uh, we actually had a listener last year say that uh, they would like to see some of the books in our collection, so we have started doing that. Um, Tommy, what did you find out about World's Finest 246? This is his long-lost twin brother, Cor-El. 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 Is this an imaginary is it, tale? Uh, I would imagine it is because we haven't heard anything else from Cor-El since this. Uh, yeah, it looks like um, he uh, ends up, Superman dies, and Cor-El takes over the Earth under a vicious dictatorship, and the JLA prepare a defense against the evil alien, but their efforts are futile, and their only hope is a recently resuscitated Superman. Dun, wow. Dun, dun. And it even says right here on the bottom of it, the truth about Superman's twin brother. Let me put that back up here. So this is about Corel. I would imagine this is his first appearance, so if you guys want the first appearance of Superman's twin brother, you know. The first and last appearance of Superman's right. twin brother, apparently, as well. Corel. Corel. All right. So now we got a great book. You know, that's kind of a jerk move by, you know, his parents, if he only sent one of the kids well, off in a rocket. What's that famous website, Superman is a dick, in it? <laughs> Madden is not in his head. Like, yeah, I've seen that website. Excuse me. I've seen that website. So we got a great book here. Comes with a great story. Mm -hmm. um, Marvel Superheroes number 12. This is an, an iconic book this is the first appearance of captain marvel and i mean the marvel's captain marvel not the guy with the yellow lightning bolt even though he is still the greatest um this is tommy's book yep um tommy go ahead and regale our listeners with the story of how you got this book i will so i really wanted this book for a really really long time and i searched for it for years and years and years and then one day i found it the end you try again no i'm kidding <laughs> Seriously, this is a book that I had been after for years and years and years and was never able to find. I was able to find a copy of Captain Marvel number one in fantastic shape, which I think I've shown on the podcast. Yes, you have. I have. Um, but I was never able to find it, never able to find it, never able to find it. This guy right here finds it one day and then goes ahead and buys it. And I'm convinced that the main reason that he, he actually bought it was to kind of rub it in my face that he had it and I didn't. So. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. At least he admits it. At least he admits it. So, so he buys it and he tells me, and I, of course I think he's the biggest jerk on the face of the planet because he bought the book that he knew I wanted. Um, and then one night my wife and I go up to visit him and his wife and you know a couple other friends for a game night, and he goes, here you go, you can have it. And I said, thank you. And my wife said, well, you, he can't just well, give you that. And I looked at him and her and said, yes, he can. <laughs> he said, well, his actual words were, shut up, woman. <laughs> yeah, shut up, woman. Yes, he can. And, and the way it actually happened is he was in my man cave and he was looking at my books and all my greatest stuff. And he was looking and I had this on the shelf. And um, he goes, you know, it just still really eats me that you have that and I don't. And I just picked up and said, here, now you do. And he's like, seriously? Yeah, sure. And she's like, no, Randy, you can't. And that's when he goes, shut up, woman. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, right. he can. Yes, he can. Because I literally spent years looking for this book. So I wanted to bring this out and show it off and everything because, you know, my friend Randy did give it to me. I want you guys to know that, you know, we don't just take shots at each other on this podcast. We are actually friends that we do really like each other. And by the way, guys, I'll give you a classic example of how the universe and fate pays you back when you do something nice. I gave Tommy this book, um, and I, I paid a pretty good penny for this when I got it because it was at AwesomeCon. And there was two copies, and then it was the only two copies at the entire show, and I bought one of them. So I gave Tommy this book, and literally about two weeks later, this is funny, I was at our friends at Gateway Comics, um, who was, you know, Olivia from that store was just on today, and Ed, the owner of that store, had a box of Silver Age. He goes, hey, look what I just picked up at a show this weekend. And he's sitting me go through the box and looking at him. And I swear to God, in that box was a book I had just given away like two weeks ago, Marvel Superheroes number 12, first appearance of Captain Marvel. And right behind it was a Captain Marvel number one. Um, and it was almost like the universe was saying, you did good. Here, we're going to reward you. Oh, and we're going to give you another one as well. And I appreciate what the universe did for you. And, I, and so I immediately took him out the box. I'm thinking, wow, it says, is that kismet or what? So I immediately bought them. And we both got what we wanted. I got my first appearance, and you got two, your two I got back. my first appearance and number one. Mm -hmm. All right. So, dude, we are going to have a really fun oh, yeah. topic tonight. Um, Tom and I were talking about this a while ago when we were thinking of topics for the show. And he said, you know what? We should actually talk about some of those old issues of Wizard Magazine. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is a great idea. So for those of you who don't know, don't remember, back in, I guess, the 90s and the early 2000s. July 91 a, is when Wizard came out. There was a magazine called Wizard Magazine. And it used to be Wizard Magazine, the guy of the comics. Uh, yeah. And that's what it was. It was a monthly publication where they talked about all the ins and outs of the comic book industry, things that were coming down the pike, what have you. It was great. Um now, unfortunately, it did have the negative effect that it had a price guide in the back, and it used to inflate prices greatly on books. Mm -hmm. um, and for a long time, that we found a book on the shelf, and the guy would look at the wizard guide, price guide to price it, and you're like, no, no, no. Once you try the Overstreet guide and then talk to me. Yeah, Overstreet was a lot better, too, because it also it offered prices for more grades. Right. Wizard just had one price. Right, and, and it, was a, it, was a near, it was a near mint copy. Near mint copy. And, and a guy and would have a, a fine and try to sell it as a near mint. Right, like, no, 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 no. no. So. But anyway, it did have some great stuff in it. So what we're going to do... Um, I have an issue, Tommy has an issue, Madman has an issue, or he had an issue, they, they've given him back. We're going to go through the issues that we have, and I'm going to go first so I can give you an idea of how we're covering it. Okay. I'll quit looking at my notes, you're going to spoil it. Um, so, the issue that I covered um, from December of 2006, issue number 182. Hey, Madman, can you pull the camera back up? And I'll just, uh, so here's the issue that I had. Um, by the way, all the issues that we're reviewing tonight came out of my collection. I still have all these things. I'm so glad I didn't just toss them. You know, like a year ago, I was going to try and sell all these off and then toss them. Hey, you know, one of my favorite parts of the uh, of these issues that we, as I was looking through them, are these ads. Right. So, just uh, I'm going to cover some of the things that were in my issue that was really awesome. Uh, so this is fantastic. Looking through some of these, um, and I, I apologize, guys. You are going to hear the flipping of pages here. Um, so I'm going to hit some of the highlights on mine. On page six of my uh, wizard number 182 from December 2006, there is a Brian Michael Presents box, and you're going to love this. A quote from Josh Whedon. I'm finally finishing the second draft of the Wonder Woman movie script. Wow. <laughs> 
Wow. I'm very happy with it, but wow, it's tough. I watch Batman Begins and just grumble, bitch, and moan because he's got everything. He's got the best rose gallery. He's got the best origin story. Wonder Woman is a lot more to figure out. Back when Brian Michael Bennis was attached to Wonder Woman. Wow. And I'm not sorry, Josh Whedon. Josh and Whedon. everyone assumed that the script was going to be on his. And, I, you know, I, I think Josh Whedon would have came up with a good, uh, good Wonder Woman script. Absolutely. I'm sure he probably did. It's probably right up there with the Kevin Smith Superman Live script, which you can actually read online now, which mm-hmm. um, for years. And then on page 10, um, there was a sidebar column called Trolling Online. Um, and the reason I had to uh, pull this out is because uh, there's a couple things that, that I thought was humorous. First off, Trolling Online, which tells me that the internet was still, and the message boards were still pretty much in their infancy, because this was, um, you know, 2006, so message forums and whatnot haven't gotten really big. But I love this. Someone commented, um, no more pop culture, a whole four pages dedicated to Lost. This is a comics magazine. And that just cracked me up, because that eventually is the downfall of this magazine. Mm -hmm. It was too much pop culture and video games. And then also someone quoted, two issues in and Wonder Woman is officially bi-monthly. What the hell? This book keeps the schedule like Ultimates and the All-Star titles. Um, on schedule, it's just a buzz term anymore. <laughs> so, band, buzz. buzz term. And then page 20. Tommy, you're going to love this one. This one, um, I saw this and I was just like flabbergasted. Um, it is talking about, you're going to love this. Hit Jeppy's Entertainment Museum, a shrine to fanboys and pop culture junkies everywhere. And I'm sorry that you never got the opportunity to go there. I, w- I went the last day they were open, and it was absolutely fantastic. Right. But what's funny is, here it is, 2006, and they're talking about this museum, so obviously it must have been a year it opened. Yeah, I'm thinking so, yeah. I'm thinking so. But um, yeah, it was fantastic. We had such a great time there. And it's, it's so funny when you go through this magazine and see some of these articles and you're just like, wow. And another great one, too, on that very same page, um, they had this feature called Character to Watch where mm-hmm. they would pull up a character that had just been in a, in a new series or it had a revamp. And this one was Character to Watch, Batgirl. And it even says here, one of the most controversial changes to come out of DC's one year later event saw Cassandra Kane, more commonly known as Batgirl, flipping sides, becoming the leader of the murderous League of Assassins. Oh. And I'm thinking, wow, how long did that last? I don't even remember that happening. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. Um, so that was pretty good. Um, 22, oh yeah, this is a great one too. Uh, the Heat Index. I love this one because this gives you a great slice of what was going on and what was popular. Um, so for the Heat Index, the line is, Battlestar blows mine, GL shines and eight others that are sublime. And it is actually talking about, and I love this show, I think I've talked about it before, the reboot of the Battlestar Galactica TV series with a picture of seven of nine, I'm not, Jesus, not seven of nine, of six from the TV show. Seven of nine. Right there in the corner, Trisha Helfer. Yeah. And, and that's like, wow, so I guess that I is think about, she might be better looking than seven of nine. She's definitely better looking than seven of nine. Don't let Jerry hear you say that, though. And then... I never say that to Jerry. Not to her face, anyway, right? Um, One of the other things in the Heat Index that they say was really fantastic, um, Fables, storybook ending for humanity in issue 53. You know, this is where I found out about Fables, was was Wizard Magazine. This is what what, uh, got me uh, hooked on on it. Right. Yeah, there was a review in there that I read that I thought was fantastic. And it says, when the Homeland Fables began plotting their overthrow of the Monday world. 
which falls right in with the whole March of the Wooden Soldier story. Mm-hmm. I think it's about that when that happens and the adversary comes to our world, right? Yep. yep. Um, also mentions Annihilation, mentions uh, Green Lantern, of course. Um, Jeff Johns, death, fast-paced storytelling combined with Ivan Rice's mind-blowing visuals had this book firmly in the pink or green. So <clears throat> this is obviously the start of the Jeff Johns. Like I said, it's amazing when you go back and you read these things about how awesome some of these things were. Um, here you go. Now we're going to get to the ones that's just... i got a couple in here, Tommy, that's just going to blow your mind. You're just going to be like, wow, really? The first thing, this issue that I have was obviously the big Civil War extravaganza. It was like touting Marvel Civil War and talking about that. And on page 26 of this one, Web of Pain, dealing specifically with Spider-Man's coming out and giving away his secret identity in the Civil War, um, which... We all know what a CF that turned out to be. Yeah. What's really great is when you read this, it actually has a quote in here by Joe Casada, where <laughs> it says, um, he chose wrong. You think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably was a bad idea. So it's a, it was amazing. But, yeah, it talks about uh, the, uh, the Civil War. I don't even think one more day has happened yet. This, no, this talk, yeah, so it's fantastic. By the way, yeah. welcome to the show, Enos. Thanks, man. Nice to have you. Uh, also, in this, going back to the Civil War, and I remember when they started this one because I thought it had promise. They're touching base on that Mighty Avengers series and the initiative, where Stark's plan was each state was going to have its own superhero team. You know, that is one of the most underrated concepts that I think Marvel ever had. And I thought there was so much more they could have done with that than what they did. Right. I, we kind of touched on it ago you know, on an earlier show about how I would have loved to have a, a, an Avengers Montana limited series. <laughs> right. Where, 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 they, where they sent all the, you know, slackers and, you know, people, and people that just didn't have great powers that all of a sudden had to actually do something. I thought that would have made for a great series. Right. I mean, a limited series. No, no, you know. No doubt, but, you know. So a couple of those that we have here. I want to just try and hit some of my highlights, because I know you've probably got a lot you want to point out in yours, too. Um, Tommy, scoot closer to your friend there so Enos can get more on the show. Apparently, uh, Warren Ellis was bringing back the original Thunderbolts as a result of Civil War. Okay. Which was amazing. Um, Jim Lee was relaunching Wildstorm, of all things, mm-hmm. uh, oh. which I just thought was amazing, especially when you read who his creative lineup was. Um of course, now I can't find it. Page, I said page 46. Obviously not. Anyhow, oh yeah, here we go. The Wild Bunch. Grant Morrison, Gail Simone, Gene Ha, Garth Ennis, Brian Azzarello. These people were uh, tied to his Wildstorm relaunch. Yeah, I mean, th- when you hear those, those names, you're kind of wondering, how isn't this not a bigger deal than what is well, Right, how did it not take off? Right, because those are some huge names. I'm not a huge Grant Morrison fan, but well, you know what happened? big names. He became uh, a... a an editor over at DC Comics, and mm-hmm. Wildstorm relaunch probably got mm-hmm. killed. Um, but and here's here's a couple you're just going to really love. So you know how far back this bad boy goes. You want to have your mind blown right now? Are okay. You ready? This issue announces the Iron Man cometh that Robert Downey Jr. is going to play Iron oh, Man. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> man, that that's why I said I was reading this and I went, "Are you crapping me? Is this?" Is that fantastic or what? That is great. I was reading this, like because on the cover blurb it even says, "Where is it?" Um, Civil War, 
uh, God, I had it right under cover. It, it had it right in here, too. It says, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be Iron Man. I, and I just started chuckling, like, really? Is this that issue? Is this the issue where they announced it? Um, and they also, too, in the sidebar, talk about um, Watchmen. The movie had also come out. Okay, this is for the... Okay. Right, the twist... Uh, right, the movie. And here's a couple other two things, too. Um... One of them that I wanted to mention just because I, I looked at it and went, wow, that's kind of really weird. So they did an article called Hollywood's 25 um, Toughest Women. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the reason I bring this up is that, number one, I disagree with number 25. Was Linda Carter Wonder Woman? But being oh. that low? Yeah, she's yeah. number 25. Oh, hell yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's wrong. That's so wrong. But here's where this really gets me, okay, where I'm just kind of like, because the mind is blown. They just announced um, that the Iron Man cometh, that Robert Downey Jr. is playing Iron Man, right? But yet, number five on Hollywood's toughest women, and I'm, I know I'm going to butcher the name, Eowyn from Lord of the Rings. Huh. You realize the Lord of the Rings trilogy came out before Iron Man and the MCU? That's pretty crazy. Because yeah. I read that, and I, was, I, I went back and I'm like, wow, did that come out first? And I had, had to wrap my brain. I said, I think it did, actually. Um... And then the other one, too, the shop talk. This was so great, where they talk about uh, things going on in the retail store. Um, because obviously the price guide is back here as well. Um, but a couple of things, just a couple of quick hits that I noticed here. Um, Marvel Zombies is part of the shop talk and how hot it is. Exile, Justice League of America, now that Brad Metzer is doing it. Um, that was a good start. Metzler yeah, was. was really Absolutely. good on, on, on Trials of Shazam miniseries. Mm. That was a good one. And I'm too. like, so like I said, it was just amazing to go back and read this thing and like, damn, was that really going on then? Uh, what did you find in yours? So okay, continue along your line. Um, we start out here on page 14, news notes, etc. We have a good article here on the sidebar about five series that will turn any teenager to comics. I figured yeah, pretty much any comic would turn a teenager to comics, but you know, maybe back in uh, 2006 you had to have special ones. Uh, Blue, their, their suggestions were Blue Beetle, uh, something called Blue Monday that I'd never heard of, uh, Gargoyles, the comic book. I don't know if you guys ever watched the cartoon no, series, cartoon, right? but yeah. that was fa that that cartoon was fantastic. Peter David, mm -hmm. um, and so so that's one that I definitely would have read. Those books are kind of hard to find. And that these Blue days. Beetle, that's not the um, that's Jaime. The, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, it's, that's uh, Jaime Reyes. Right. Right. Thank you. I forgot his name. Wow, I forgot somebody's name in the comic book. Well, we done uh, stumped get, Enos get today. Get Guinness. <laughs> All right. Uh, the start of Runaways and the Star Wars line, which was still with Dark Horse at that time. People, this is before the uh, oh, before this was before the Disney buyout and uh, everything moved back. Mm. Well, actually, no. I take it back. It wasn't because you were saying because this is the issue right before yours, and mm -hmm. you were advertising the. Uh... No wait, Iron Man. No, wasn't Dark Horse Disney. still owned them. Disney, Iron Man 1 wasn't with, with Disney. No, nope. so this is before the Disney buyout. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's pretty crazy. Well, you got to remember, the Disney buyout of Star Wars only happened maybe five years ago now? Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, actually, it hasn't been that long. So, and I, the I, I knew. That was like year, last year. At, of, of Lucasfilm? No, no, no. no some, I'm, I'm sorry. And, and I, ha I have to say, I have to say, I, it has surprised me how well Dark Horse has done since losing that franchise. Because I honestly thought 
that they would be done when they lost Star Wars. Well, yeah, because that was... Uh, so, that was their bread and butter. So, yeah, so, yeah, so I was shocked that at how well Dark Horse that Comics Presents, those are their, their two big, big I, I, I have been it's very <clears throat> pleasantly surprised, don't get me wrong, because I don't want to see any comic book company go out of business. So I've been pleasantly surprised by that. Um, the next one you touched on was the Heat Index, where it goes over some of the uh, some of the, the new comics of the time, Justice League of America, number one. That was the Brad Metzler book that and, you were just talking about. And mine actually has a, uh, an article or a sidebar from Brad Metzler on that, and in fact, that Bendis uh, thing I was talking about has a quote from Brad Metzl in it. Uh, the Boys, number one, which is, of course, now a... Holy a, crap! The, which is now, of course, a, a show on uh, Amazon Prime. And they're getting ready to do The Boys, Dear Becky. In mm-hmm. fact, I think issue one's already out. Yeah, and there's a pretty sweet uh, Hawkeye statue here that was, was quite popular at the time. I like this ad here for Nightmare on Elm Street, um, you know, group package here. Newly remastered picture and sound. That was great. There was a lot of interviews in in, uh, in my issue. I didn't remember there being so many interviews. I well, didn't really go this was why that. I love Wizard back in the day. It had um, in-depth coverage of upcoming titles, um, and it had interviews with artists and writers on the books they were working on, the books they were getting ready to come out with. Madman's nodding his head. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. And if I'm not mistaken, this is 2006, so this was before you could just go on Twitter and tweet your yep. favorite f- favorite author. So right. this is so this is how you got you know, Wizard to, to was all we had. Right, Wizard right. previews was really all that we had as far as getting anything and referencing the comic news and up-and-coming movies, anything like that. Because, like, only until recently we only got the opportunity to hear about San Diego Comic-Con, it, it, the way that it's blown up, the way that it has over the past few years. Right. Because unless you had G4, that was the only place you see anything right, about exactly. that. Yeah, and I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought that, that up, you know, because back in 91 when Wizard first came out, you know, most people didn't have computers in their house, let alone the internet. There were no smartphones, there were no tablets, there was no social media. So, you know, this is where we got all our information on what well, was new. Well, you can tell that the internet is still pretty new on this because at the end of all the articles, there's a web address. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, where it says, if you want to learn more, go to www.wizardworld.com, um, which now is a given. You, what's the address for some web company or web address? What do you do? You go to Google, you look it up, bam, there they there are. There it is. Yeah. Back yeah, in the day, you had to have them tell it to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was crazy. Uh, so we got the Book of the Month special report where they go over the various uh, X-Men titles of the time. Um, you know, that's pretty cool. Astonishing X-Men, which I believe was Josh Whedon's book. Yes. Um, oh, in fact, and mine actually talks about Josh Whedon's final arc on the X-Men book that's getting ready to start. X-Men, X-Factor. This was a good one. If I'm not mistaken, this is the one that Peter David was doing, this version of X-Factor, where um, Multiple Man was in charge. Yes. From the looks of it. And that was a good run. He, he did a really great run on, on that. That was that was a great run. It looks like they gave that a B plus. So I, what, I think that was a little bit What issue that, did I give you? Because I know You gave me the one right before yours. 181. This okay. is 181. Because I know... Hulk 181. Right, exactly. Hulk 180 is actually the first appearance. Yeah. You want to start a fight on that, don't you? That's not, that, that is an I, argument I, I am not tell, getting into. People I get violent Andy, with that. If Randy is really itching to get to eight up fanboys <laughs> and like just get in the middle, start it, and back off and sit back and eat popcorn, drink a soda, and watch him fight. New X Men uh, was in in the mix here. Looks like that that book got itself a B B minus. So all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> Civil War X Men, where it goes over the various uh, players in Civil War that was going on. We we went over that not too long ago when our during our Civil War discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
talked about Richard Donner. Uh, Advertisement for Wizard World, um, because they used to have, they're down to three conventions now. At one point, Wizard World was, there was about five or six at one point. It was more than that. Yeah, during their peak. And in fact, mine actually has two ads for two Wizard World cons, too. In fact, they, it was almost the writing on the wall, because when you started seeing all these, shut up phone, when you started seeing all these um, ads for Wizard World, uh, in the magazine, you knew the magazine was on its way out, and I know I muted this damn thing. Go ahead. Tom. Yeah, the magazine actually ended in in 2011. I remember one night not too long ago, just deciding to look up something online because I, I was having trouble sleeping. So I just grabbed my phone and, and typed in how many people collect comics in the United States, hmm. knowing full well there's no way that's going to be able to be answered. But it found a message board from CGC from 2002, and it talked about Wizard Comics. And apparently in 2002, Wizard Comics had 180,000 subscribers. Oh, yeah, Wizard Magazine? Absolutely, right, yes. Right, and, and you know, I didn't buy it, get a subscription. I think you said you didn't either. So you would think there's probably at least 20,000 people that just bought it off the rack. So you're looking yeah. at a circulation of over 200,000 a month Every- in 2002. Everybody I knew bought it from the store. So yeah. the fact that they had 180,000 subscribers... It's just amazing. Yeah. Right. And, and in 2011, the book went kaput. So in less than a decade, right. it died. And you know, it's because, of course, you can get pretty much everything that this offered now on the Internet. Well, that's not why it died. It died because they went from two pages of video game coverage to four, four. to six, to ten, ten. to half the freaking book. Right. And I, you know, and I, I think you know, that's part of it, too. But I think they were trying to evolve to keep going because, you know, any, you know all these interviews and stuff, people do online now. And, you, and Twitter was around. You know, you could talk to your favorites you know, True. right there. So we got Gotham's Most Wanted on page 68 where they go over all the Bat villains. Pretty interesting stuff there. This is something I like, too. Let me show these up here. Oh, yeah. These these character spotlights. This one is uh, the Red Tornado the, from the Justice League. So these were always interesting to read. They always would put someone on there that you know you may not have been familiar with. Like, Red Tornado was someone that um, had showed up in the in, in Justice League number one. Having not been a, DC, a lifelong DC guy, he was someone that I didn't know much about. So something like this would have been very helpful to me to find out about his origins and his powers and everything like that. So that was a great one. Um, this is a fantasy thing about who would be a dream selection for the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. This is pretty interesting stuff. I did not realize Whirlwind was a mutant I didn't, from Marvel. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I, I thought his, his power was all his suit. Hmm. So apparently Whirlwind was a mutant. Uh, but it, they had Whirlwind, Magneto, Mamomax. I didn't know there was a mutant <laughs> mammoth. That <laughs> just I, I don't know whether to think that that's just the worst idea ever or the greatest idea ever of super-powered mutant ma- mammoth. I, I'm not sure on that. I'd have to look that that's, up. That's the day when the, the writer must have been on, on something pretty heavy that I, day. I'm going to think that this... I'm going to make a mammoth superhero. I'm going to think this was a, ended up being a bad idea since we haven't seen him for quite some time. Uh, at least not to the best of my knowledge. But uh, Dead Girl, Paradox, which is apparently a rogue uh, clone from Multiple Man. And it's the Brotherhood of Mus- Evil Mutants. you got to have Mystique. Right, absolutely. So, <coughs> Excuse me. Another uh, character profile, this time of Iron Fist, which, if I'm not mistaken, around this time was when Ed Brubaker was writing the series. Probably. So, which I did not read the Iron Fist Ed Brubaker series, but I'm sure it was money because Ed Brubaker is a great writer, and this seems like a character that would have been right up his alley. Um, let's see, article there. A little bit further on, we have a pretty cool cosplay section. Let me see if I can find it. I don't remember. Really? It was on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All dressed up with no place to be. Nice. Let me okay. see that. I might know some of these people. <laughs> some of Randy's buddies could be on there. Yeah, there's a really cool Captain Marvel one on there. Um, a barely there, Poison Ivy. 
really good looking uh, plastic man, a Skeletor and a He-Man. Looks like a Skeletor and He-Man have had a few cheeseburgers there, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> Still having a good time. I with don't it. know any of these people. It goes on to the next couple pages too, so take oh, a look at that and see I've, if there's anyone there. Yeah, I... I would be willing to bet I have seen some of these people. Really nice scarecrow. There's a really great um, Adam West and uh, Burt Ward, Batman and Robin. The winners were uh, Megatron and Optimus Prime. Oh, there was a contesting again. Right. So that was that was pretty cool, and they were really good. They were really good ones there I, too. I may still have it at home. My friend Alan submitted his with his Firestorm. I'm gonna have to go look for it. Yeah, take a look at that because I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there's been some people in there. Now, one of the things I did like, you know. Randy you know, touched on it about the the, uh, the price guide and everything like that about how it about how it drove the uh, the pri some of the prices up. I did I did like looking at the price guide and everything because it gives you a good idea. But there's there's some things because you know they couldn't print every comic in here, right? So they would only print the most popular ones. When I was looking through this, some of the things that I I noticed is Batman Adventures number twelve was the the whole series is was left out. So apparently, <laughs> Batman Adventures 12 was not a big-time comic it was in not. 2006. And I know it had to have been out by then because Batman the Animated Series had run its course by then, hadn't it? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, so this book had to be out by then, but apparently you could have got Batman Adventures 12 for a song back in 2006. Holy crap! Sorry. Um, so my section has the top ten or the top five CGC comics. Look at what a Spider-Man 300 is going for in this one. What's that, 1700 Yes. And that's a 9.8? Yes. That's probably cheap by today's standards. Yes. For a 9.8. Yeah, I, I can guarantee you they're not... I'm going to have to go Google that now. This is a section that I like, Treasure Hunt, Find It Cheap for Now, where they pointed out books that they thought were going to be, like, movers and shakers. Oh, uh, what did they have? Uh, this they? one is Captain America number 253. At the time, it was $6. Um, what was going on in it? The British are coming. Well, by the British, we... Be, we really just mean Marvel's UK hero Union Jack. So apparently this must have been the reintroduction <laughs> sure of Union tanked. Jack. Yeah, I, I doubt very seriously this has been a mover or a shaker. But, you know, at the time, they thought it was. Uh, I like this section about the hot ten comics where they talked about the, the, the hottest comics, ten comics out, modern comics out right there. Right. Um, I find it really funny. I have two of the comics on this list. Uh, that is Justice League of America 1 and Justice League of America 0. I have both of those, too. Um, looks like they were v valued at $10 and $15 at the time. I'm pretty positive they're worth a lot less than that now. Probably. Um, but at the time, they were big, you know. Right. And that's what's funny, about, as I love seeing what they said was a mover and shaker and a hot book that you look at, like, I can find those in a damn dollar bin now. Yeah, I might take this bet home with me tonight because I haven't looked at it. I might see what these books are going for on eBay these days. I, and I meant to do that, too, because I knew there was stuff back in here that I said I should go back and see if I have them and, and what they're actually selling them for now. Um, an, interesting th an interesting piece here, you could get a... A near mint copy of Action Comics One priced at only four hundred seventy thousand back in two thousand six. Only, um, you know, much more affordable than what it is today. So yes. if you, uh, you know, have and a it, chance well, to do that, well, hang on, that's before that that perfect nine point six copy showed up too. Yeah, which is basically priceless because whoever owns that can get whatever he wants for it. I mean, you can tell me you can you you can't tell me that there's a book value on that. That's basically whatever that guy wants to sell it right. for. Well, I know it sold. The, the shop that had it sold it to a private collector. I don't remember what he paid for it, but I, I want to say it was I'm, seven or it, eight figures. Yeah. Oh, you better believe it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt that it went in went close to eight. Yeah, but All right. uh, hot ten writers, hot ten artists was a good was a good thing here. Uh, I don't agree with number three. It's you know Grant Morrison, which I wasn't a big fan. Number seven was Ed Brubaker. I thought he probably should have been number one. He was my favorite at the time. Um, but yeah, I guess I should probably yield the floor to Enos here so he can get some time in here. I right. Mean, I've been kind of running off the mouth. Good. No, you good, man. 
Good evening, folks. My apologies for being late, but I could not. Last night, I thought I had some wizards at the house. Aunt, wrong answer. So I went digging for something and couldn't find one. So I brought um, wizard comics, and uh, wizard uh, number, I can't even tell what it is, uh, number 229. This is on the heels of the Batman Rest in Peace storyline. <laughs> this is right after Batman supposedly had died and then Dick Grayson took over. But, um, to and Randy, I took the opportunity to, this was when, this is one of the issues where Randy was talking about how which was, which wound up being the death knell for Wizard was, um, it went from two pages of video games. This one has eight. Yeah. Devoted to video games. And as you can see on the back cover, video games. On the inside cover, um, there's inside this video games as well. And in addition to the um, Batman Rest in Peace storyline, we got our first look at The Walking Dead. Oh, Whoa. wow. Nice. Wow. First at look The Walking, at Walking Dead. Dead. First look at The Walking Dead television series, which, as you all know, went on to become a phenomenon. Dying down a bit, but nevertheless, it was there. Um, also, we got and uh, we were introduced to um, one of the at his beginning. We, this was the introduction of Jason Aaron, who was who has went on to become one of the hottest writers in Marvel Comics, and we were notably for his work on Thor. Sweet. And uh, also, you can see his. They had a section called merch. For merchandise, as you can see, there's um, action figures reaching the Green Lantern Corps and um, War Machine. And you even got the knife from one of my favorite characters, the Phantom. And let's see, who does this gun belong to? This is the Nick Fury. Um, Nick, oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., his uh, prop gun. And also, they had a they had a section called Bust a Move, where you had different busts. As you can see, they got the Mighty Thor and Star Sapphire, and there's the Barbie collection from one of the most underrated TV series ever, Mad Men. Well, that's a great series. I've been I, I recently started watching that not too long ago. Right. I think I'm in season two. They always um. Back in the day, they were huge pushers of uh, the Bowen design uh, statues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also... I mean, don't get me wrong. They're great statues, but you could tell that there was a little kickback action. Oh, you don't believe that. <laughs> and also, here's one of our favorite bomb. I think all four of us... Um, like this particular section of the magazine, casting call. Yeah, I was really disappointed that mine did not have a casting call. Neither did mine. And mine does. I'll show you in a minute. This one, and as you can see, this one was in 2010. They were calling for Wonder Woman, and as we all know, nobody in this, uh, <laughs> nobody, nobody <laughs> pictured her made this movie. Made this cut. Made the cut. Yo, know, it's funny because some of the stuff was right on the money. Because remember when they cast uh, did the casting call and they cast Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier? Yeah, exactly. Many years before the X Men movie, so some of the stuff that they got was you know on the money. And as we spoke about, we was also big on movies. And here's the first uh, introduction to the Expendables mm. with Stallone and the crew. Yo, Adrian, 
I did it. I did it. I got a bunch of dudes to start a film with me. I still love the story when they showed Patrick Stewart a copy of X-Men and he asked, why am I in this comic book? Why am I in this comic book? (laughs) And Scott Pilgrim versus the world. You know, that's one of those movies I know I've seen. But I don't remember the first thing about it. The first thing about it, I know, I know. That's that's what horrible art does. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, I hate that movie. Yeah? Uh, I can't remember whether I liked it or not. I, like I said, I remember nothing about it. I, I know I've seen it. I know I sat down and watched it. I remember nothing about it. So Okay, and the casting call. There was, this has come from one of Jason Aaron's first jobs, or story called... Other way. There you go. Called Scout. Which was basically was a Native American thriller, and you will see folks such as Eddie Spears, the Great West Studi, Benjamin Bat Brat, damn. Um, uh, let's see here, Gordon Tatusis. That's a name. He looks more. Like <laughs> <him>. This dude. <laughs> this dude looks more like Deacon Blackfire from Batman the Cult in real life. Oh my God, I love Batman the Cult. Well, you nailed the first name, Gordon. Gordon, Gordon. Tutuses. Oh, Tutuses. So I have a question. Yes, sir. Since you're talking about your casting call for Wonder Woman, when you was were you here when I read um, the Brian Michael Bendis presents and the quote from Josh Whedon? I was listening. I was listening to it on the way. <laughs> I read that and I'd like, what's the phrase? Drop my teeth. I'm like, wow. But also, you got the going? I found something that I think would be of interest to all of us. A few weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, we had Mr. Daryl Banks on our show. And this is one of the um, great little tidbits that you would find in Wizard Magazine. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Yep. And um, and this was one of his. I said that if I had brought nothing else, I would bring that. And this came out of Wizard. That came out of Wizard. Now you see this Wizard. Is camera. And as you can see, it's Wizard at the very top right hand or the top left hand corner. That'd be a good uh, good thing to get him to autograph too. Yep. I happened, while I was looking for this, I happened to find that, and I said, well, I got to bring it because of Daryl's on the show. And, and of course, the whole time you find it, you're like, damn the timing. Well, <laughs> right. well, oh, Thank no, Ennis has got it. It's no. a sneeze, not a cough. It's fine. <laughs> now, one of the things I liked about Wizard was that they put specials out, too. And I happened to have two of the two ones based on their best artists. Yeah, let me hand this over to Randy. Let me use the uh, comic cam for him. And uh, the first one that Randy's going to show comic you cam. is, I think, one who is a favorite, favorite of every last one of us. And on the cover is his recreation of the Superman versus Spider-Man um, tabloid edition from back in the day. Um, this shows a lot of his, how he does his thing. And as you know, as time has went on, Alex Ross has put out more books to show exactly how great of a talent he, he is. And, um, another one is... You want to jump something at Mad Men there? Huh? Comic Cam. Comic Cam. There, yeah, Alec, there we go. That's the, the Alex Ross there was that, that Enos was just talking about with this, uh, Spider-Man, hey. Superman crossover. That man is very talented. Have you seen the um, the the meme that they that they show about his, his drawing at age eight and yeah. and, com- and comparing it side by side with one of them he does now, and it's saying encourage your kids to you know right draw. exactly exactly yeah but he is fantastic he is fantastic I, let me tell you something tell me something if I was anything <laughs> that man does 
Every book he's put out, I done bought, just what I done bought. I, only thing I didn't get, ironically, was his first work, Terminator, The Burning Earth, which was by Now Comics, who we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, who put out that phenomenal Green Hornet comic um, that, um, we, uh, that, that we talked about a few weeks ago. Yeah, and the, the next that. one is a special devoted to DC publisher Jim Lee. Marvel and DC, and that was the foreshadowing of his um his um emergence on Hush. Mm. Oh, so this predates Hush. That predates Hush. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I like that cover of Batman and Wolverine together. Yep. Two of the most popular characters of the time. Yep, right? very good. And there's a drawing of Hawkman that he does in there that is absolutely phenomenal. I bet so. Jim Lee's one of the, was one of those. I, I think out of all the ones that broke off to uh, to make Image, Jim Lee was probably the one that that was probably the most talented. Oh, I, he was a man. I like I liked McFarlane too. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, Larson. Yeah, he's got some. McFarlane was McFarlane was kind of like what John Lennon was to the Beatles. He was the mouthpiece. He was the guy that everyone looked to. That when a question was asked, he would always give an answer. Right. And, you know, I, I've said this before. I was never a big fan of his Spider-Man. His Hulk is amazing. But I was never a big fan of his Spider-Man. Yeah. So, you know what? This was actually really fun. I'm going to have to go back and actually just reread these things yeah. now that I have them. Cause I just oh, yeah, kinda, we have to do this again. I just kind of perused it. Two things that I thought um, that you might like from the issue that I have. I know Enos is going to love this one. Um, this has actually got an article on Keith Giffen. <laughs> The, oh. <laughs> oh, the man is a, is a legend in the comic industry. Uh, yeah, that's Keith Giffen, the... the uh, La Vida Loca? Keith Giffen, La Vida Loca? Yeah, and that's the, the, the cre- creator of uh, our, our, our girl. Our, our, our girl from Bo- Booster Gold, um, Estragina. It's Estragina. Yeah, and, high point of his career. And this one, because I know um, Madman's just going to chuckle about this one, it is an interview with Grant Morrison all about Damian Wayne. No, he's just shaking his head over there. And well, here's why I mention you specifically, uh, Madman, because Grant Morrison even quotes here, and this is so true. Because if you look at the character now, he says, "I like stories of f-ups who can possibly become something more," and Damien is definitely one of them. Now, think about the foreshadowing there, because yeah. that character has gotten to be a really good Robin now. But yes, he when he first started, yeah, he was a little snot. A little bit, no, uh, and this is and this is that era. This is yeah. this is when we first see Damian Wayne as as Bruce as Robin, and everybody hated that kid. Yeah, man, everybody wanted to whoop his little butt. You, you're like, where is Joker in the crowbar now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and what makes it so bad? Joker couldn't have done nothing with him. Right. Oh, absolutely. Did, hey, did you watch Batman Son of the Bat? Uh, uh, I mean, Batman versus Robin. I think it was like, uh, or um, Son of Batman, where he meets Nightwing. They didn't show the fight. Oh, right. Yeah. No. And, I, and I said, why? We got robbed on that one. And like you see, um, I think Madman, if you've seen this, you love, I'm pretty sure you watched this over and over again. They don't show the fight, but after um, Dick meets. Uh, Damien, and he says, "Does this almost like does this belong to you?" He says, "But he's yours," and like he's got Damien tied up and dangling from a street street <laughs> lamp. <laughs> awesome. Street lamp. I'm like, man, man, and Batman hasn't seen this 
If I find an extra copy, is I'm putting it in your hands so you can watch it. Got to watch that one. All right, so we are out of time. I think we're going to have to start expanding this show because I didn't get the Mad Men and what he read on his wizard. Um, that's okay. I didn't read it. I didn't read it. <laughs> at, least, hey, at least he's honest about right. it. I hate wizard comics. That's, that's <laughs> all I was going to say. It's like it's like half of it's like this price guide that's completely useless, you know, and the rest of it's just pushing merch, toys, statues, right. and stuff that I don't want. Right. Sure, you had some like uh, interesting conversations about comic book characters, but I have friends for that. I have you guys for that. Yep, absolutely. That's well, a thank good you. Point. So that's a good point, man. <laughs> oh, I'll have your copy of Swamp Thing next week. Awesome. So I want to remind everybody, uh, Mad Men does have Shot Monkey Radio every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. right here on FXBG Public Radio. Um, we also have our uh, Facebook.com slash Lost in the Long Box, uh, Lost in the Long Box at gmail.com. Please drop us a line, say hello, let us know what you're thinking. We have a Patreon page that Mad Men is now scrolling through. I am in the process of adjusting those tiers. Um, I had to change them because... We have a subscriber on one that I have to tell them they need to cancel so that we can redo that tier. Uh, we also have our affiliated Facebook groups, uh, Batman Yesterday, Today, and Forever, Realm of Superheroes, Comics, and Pop Culture, and Gather Together the World, the greatest superhero teams. Um, how's that Batman page doing? We still growing over there? We're a 2.1... Um, million? 2.1 million. 2.1 thousand. Oh, sweet. All right. Uh, so we'll see you guys here next time. I don't even remember what our subject is, but it'll be something fun, I'm sure. Yes, it uh, will. Uh, thank you for tuning in, guys. Love you very much. Stay safe out there. Be safe, folks. And remember, wash your face and don't touch your hands. Wait, That's flip it. that other way around. Yeah.